touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational effort. The Ruck. The Castrol Edge Rugby Championship. Starts August 17. Tickets on sale now. Ticketech.com.au. Yes, indeed. It started last night. Uh, good morning and welcome to the show. If you're unaware, it wasn't a great night for Ewan McKenzie's New Look Wallaby side, beaten by the All Blacks 47 to 29. The headlines say it all, one newspaper. All black yet again for Wallabies. The other simply fool's gold. Timmy Horan, Matthew Burke, obviously both there on duty last night. We're going to get to all the details of it. A couple of questions for you. Uh, first of all, is this the nadir of Australian sport? I mean, can we win anything? Uh, the Wallabies went down. Our cricketers are absolute r- rubbish. Uh, you know, we, have, we don't even own the World Cup in rugby league. Uh, what's gone wrong? Do you know what makes it even worse, Tony? I don't even know what Nadir means. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's how bad it is. It's not a hair <laughs> removal. <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad we're going at the moment. World well, champs. Are we I world champs with anything? I understand. No. We're real world. And one, triple, three, we five, the, three. We got the swimming the other day. Ah, oh, the 100, 100 metres in the men's and women's. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Okay, Campbell that's something Magnuson. to hang on to. Look, across this next hour, just to cheer us up, one triple three five three. if you can something. think of anything that Australia Frisbee. is great at at the moment. <laughs> Surprise us and, and talk us through. Berkey, I know that you tried to get the Wallabies across the line Correct. with using your superstitious powers. Correct. What did you do? Uh, so, yeah, we're getting out to the game a little bit earlier than everyone else, and mm. I found my car park, and I, I, I found a spot, the Lions, uh, only, what, a couple of months ago, and I thought this would be great, a nice yep. little spot here. And after they got thumped, I thought, um, I was driving in the car park, I thought, I won't park in the same spot, just in case, like, okay, a little yeah, superstition. Yeah, yeah. So I parked one in front. That didn't work. <laughs> the next one's going to be the wall. I think that's going to be even worse. Parking there. Timmy, uh, did you enjoy the evening heading out to the stadium uh, and watching what happened? Yeah, it was a pretty good atmosphere before the game, even yeah. though there's a bit of a hangover from the British and Irish lines. Uh, you know, a bit over 60,000 people there. Not not totally sold out, but a good, good atmosphere. And, you know, the Harker... Probably didn't have the sting that we sort of... Wasn't know. as ferocious no. as some I've seen. No, it was the comedy harker. It wasn't the um, the one where you slip your throat, which right. is the uh, Copa Opunga. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting. But um, it, that was, it was a solid performance. But from Ewan McKenzie's first game, it was always going to be tough, wasn't yeah, it? You yeah. know, his first two matches against the All Blacks. But the only good thing about it, Berkey, is that six days later, you can try and turn it around in Wellington. That's an ask. That's exactly right. Okay. It's not long, is it? <laughs> Six no. days they have to do it. We are going to speak to James Horwell today. I just got a text uh, from Ryan Girdler uh, from Triple M and of course former Penrith mm. saying that uh, Joel Parkinson in surfing in terms of Australia leading the world. Oh, yeah. too. Well done. And, and Gerds will be quite unhappy because Arsenal, his team, got beaten overnight. I wasn't going to mention that to him. Uh, <laughs> Jason from Richmond. G'day, Jason. Are you there? Well, uh, we'll have a chat with Jason. I think he's called in with the team as well. G'day, Jason. Hey, guys. How you going? Not bad. Who, who's still going well? I'm pretty sure we've still got top surfers, both yeah. men's and females. Okay, that's good, yep. Yeah. Joel yeah. Parkinson, yeah. we've heard, yeah. And um, and we've got the men's hockey teams to do their things. Men's, men's hockey teams, of course. Okay, are they world champions as we speak? Oh, they're champions trophy. I think they're the world champions as well. Just oh, we'll take Olympic that. Champions. Yeah, we'll take that. Even if you think it, that will do us. <laughs> All right, Joe. What about Brett? G'day, Brett. No, Brett's not there. Okay, we'll get to... Uh, Brett, I think, says they're still champions. <laughs> you know that? Hey, Brett, how are you, mate? Oh, not too bad, mate. Good. Who, what are we champions at? 
Oh, it'd have to be Aussie rules. Oh, of course. <laughs> but we've, we've been undefeated world champions there for about 100 years, haven't we? No, I think uh, it's about 140, mate. <laughs> I love it. Good on you, Brett. Do you, uh, know, do you we... know what? I was just going to say, Tom, we've still got warning as well, so that's OK. That's right. We are here to talk rugby, though, and last night the All Blacks did uh, teach us a bit of a, of a lesson. 47 to 29. Here uh, something that's laughingly called highlights. Bledisloe won. That's one in the Rugby Championship of 2013 is underway at ANZ Stadium in Sydney. Mono stepping, trying to swivel his way through, five metres out. Here's Aaron Smith. Cruden got away. Smith try. What a try. Ben Smith for the All Blacks. Fair final for football. Oh, charge down and Aaron Cruden just needs to dive on this one. It's a try. Try to Aaron Cruden, charge down, and the All Blacks are back in front. Aaron Smith, Dag, Conrad Smith, Richie McCoy, and the captain scores. If they give it, it is his 20th try, and he becomes the first All Black forward to score 100 test points. The loose forward, and he offloads down to Gedia. Will Gedia! 22, Aaron Smith coming at him, oh what a try, what a try, Michael Hooper swooping onto the ball, great support play from Will Gettier, perfect timing as well just before the break, and Aaron Smith has it, Aaron Smith, Conrad Smith, Conrad Smith, over he goes, try to New Zealand, it's a Smith and Smith show, and and there's the final act in Bledisloe 1. It is Christian Leoliafano keeping his perfect record intact for his kicking in test matches. But what a win to the mighty All Blacks. 47 points to 29. Thanks for making the conversion. Joining the scrum. Can you believe it? Welcome back. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Pick you up. Segway Sam says that's what we're here to do for you after the Wallabies were beaten by the All Blacks 47-29 to at ANZ Stadium in Sydney last night. And this is the Ruck and you're listening to Triple M. The other game, uh, of course, was South Africa, a much closer affair. 73 beat Argentina 13. They were in it for minutes, Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> that was in uh, Soweto. They had the game. Yeah. yeah. yeah they did. That would have been at Soccer City where uh, I think a lot of the World Cup games, a few couple of the World Cup games were played as well. Uh, 73-13. So I, that could be a target for Australia. The target, though, for Australia now, obviously, is much closer at hand. It's not long before they have to line up against the All Blacks again. Before we get to wondering what they have to do to improve, let's have a look and, uh, and think about last night's game. It was one where the All Blacks clearly performed very, very well. Such an experienced great side and up against them uh, uh, an inexperienced Wallabies team full of in-form Super 15 players who I guess it's a big ask for them to suddenly wear gold jerseys together and perform against the best side in the world. It is indeed and I think what showed last night was the pace and, and Timmy, we've always spoken about when you play the All Blacks they can turn the heat up on you, and all of a sudden they realise they get a sniff and it, the, the game just gets faster and faster. And you can see that happening last night. The, the start, again, wasn't great. Getting out of their own 22 wasn't great. And that becomes the, the pressure that the All Blacks put on you. So, you know, those guys who, who made their debut last night were, were obviously a great thrill, but there's no settling in period. It, it's, it's one or two minutes to look around, and then all of a sudden you've got to be able to perform at the highest level. Otherwise, 
the, the scoreline reads 29, well, 20, 47, even before, 29. Before you start, you face up against a pretty good anthem. Uh, <laughs> they smashed out the anthem yeah. last night, which is impressive. They do, they do have two. They do. Yeah. Well, that's right. They do swap around a bit. <laughs> Timmy, what did you make of it? Well, I think the good thing about it, um, you don't often score 29 points against the All Blacks. Yep. Yeah, um, true. But um, just that they scored a lot more than that against us. But uh, I think with you and McKenzie, uh, he's going to have to make some changes now. Like you, when you look at the Wallaby team and you, you compare it with the Australian cricket team, you can't make too many changes because there's not that many players you can bring in. Yeah. Yep. Um, Matt Tamur was okay. Jesse Mogg really struggled again in a, in a big game. He struggled in the Super Rugby final, unfortunately, but mm. he's a wonderful player. Uh, and you and McKenzie deserves to, really needs to keep him in that team. But. Um, I see Twitter sphere Berkey going a bit crazy last night saying, bring back Robbie. Robbie Dees. They're quick, aren't they? Justin Marshall on, on Friday said there's an email going around New Zealand with a picture of Robbie Dean saying, mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what, realistically, the All Blacks, um, they flooded the breakdown. When we when the Wallabies had the ball, yep. um, the All Blacks put two or three, sometimes four players to the breakdown and flooded the breakdown and, and unsettled the ball that Will Guinea was going to get to Matt Tamua. They mm. knew that was the, that was the way to try and unsettle the Wallabies. Similar to what how you unsettle uh, the Queensland Reds or the Brumbies is unsettle the halfback. Yep. Um, and they did it very well. Richard McCall was sensational. Yeah. A guy who had his sabbatical, yeah. six months, went away, came back and played a couple of games off the bench for the Crusaders and then plays, I think he played about was it 65, 68 minutes. In a club did. game, wasn't it, as well? Yeah, and then, yeah, you know, it was brilliant last night. He it was, was it looked like he'd, he'd put his finger in a PowerPoint before he went out there. Yeah. The air was standing straight up and down. But he's one of those guys, gee, he must be annoying to play. Every break, and he slowed everything up. He was always there, wasn't he? Just messing around, having a grow, well, putting his hand the, where it shouldn't have gone. I went to the press conference after the game, and um, someone asked, I said, um, Richie, well, you must be really proud of your side, and you know, that's the 100th win ever against the Wallabies. He went, yeah. oh, is it? That's it. That's good. No. Yeah, yeah. It he wasn't aware. Didn't know that. Yeah. We mean nothing to yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just another scalp. Oh, what think... about Israel Flower? What, I mean, I, there were calls during the yeah. week for him to, you know, get involved. Yeah. If it's not going to get to you, find the ball. He didn't seem to ever look for the ball, and it wasn't getting to him. It, all those words, for a player who can have such a great and dramatic impact uh, on the footy and what's going on, for him not to was such a disappointment. This is where I, I think we always had the the doubt that at the at the wing position it, you yep. can get really lost out there, and if you mm. and if you don't know what to do, if you don't know how to chase the ball, I mean Campo, however much we we give him a whole heap of stick, he used to always say. Now, I remember he said to Rory Underwood, he said, "Mate, you're a winger, mate. Like go and find the ball. You yep. can't just hang out on the wing," and uh, and that's what he's that's what he was so good at. So now, if the ball's not coming to him, he, I think he's just sort of. He's a bit exposed and not being able to, to go and chase it. But I thought they, were, they threw the ball wide last night, yeah. uh, the Wallabies. I thought they did well, but they, ne- they still need that, that impact in going forward. Uh, I mean, no mm-hmm. taking away. They, I mean, they broke the line a couple of times, which is a positive sign. But, I mean, they got outplayed. It was one of the quietest games I've seen a Wallaby winger ever have in a test match, mm-hmm. Israel Folau. He, he, he didn't go looking for the ball, and the ball didn't go his way either. So they've got to find a way to get the ball to him. And he has to, in the second test match against the British and Irish Lions in Melbourne, he was brilliant. Yeah. He went looking for the ball, came off Will Guinea, was going across the advantage line. So very quiet last night, and, you know, he'll bounce back. I thought Michael uh, Hooper was very good yes. in the number seven. He had a terrific game. Uh, and uh, I th- James O'Connor, what do you make of him? Now, we are going to get to what has to happen uh, it, moving forward, but he seemed to be better when he went to fullback to me. Uh, did, what did you make of his game? Yeah, I think he, uh, that's probably more his position, I'd say, fullback. On, on the wing, I think he gets a l- not, not lost, but he hasn't spent a lot of time there. Uh, he's such a versatile player. Uh, Ewan McKenzie will have to make a call at some stage and try and stick with a back line so they can yep. start to build a combination. Mm. 
And what, did you you notice something about after Will Genius? Terrific try that the uh, before half time. What happened after he scored at Berkey? Well, what about? I mean, great contesting at the line out on the on the Australian twenty two. Hooper picks up the ball, gets a great ball around the corner. And then the, 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 the gas from Will Genia and the, the second go, wasn't it? Was, and the yeah. dummy, the end of the score. Yeah. And he gets up and a lot of, the, as a lot of the boys do these days, they just chuck the ball away yeah. and they think, how good am I going? <laughs> um, a few, a few uh, arms raised into the crowd. The touch judge came across and said, excuse me, sir, go and fetch that ball, please, the one that you just threw away. After he's run 70 metres. After he's run 75 metres. It was like, well, hang on, mate, I've just done a bit. Someone else can get it. Well, there was one try there. When Conrad Smith scored um, late in the game, um, the Fox Sports um, Segway cameraman was mm-hmm. right behind, and he, he threw the ball straight at him and nearly knocked him off the Segway. <laughs> How many Smiths have they got? All three yeah, of them played three, pretty well, didn't they? They're, they're very impressive, incredibly impressive side. All right, we're going to work out uh, how we, do, we go about beating them next time around because it's only in a matter of days. At the start of the show, we did say, well, what is it with Australian sport? Are we at their lowest point? Uh, I understand that Neil Robertson from Melbourne is the number one in uh, World Snooker Championships. So, I used to. Yeah, yes, yes. We've got, so we have got a... It's a Richie uh, McCaw hairstyle. Does he really? Mm. It's just the PowerPoint. That's right. <laughs> he goes, this is The Ruck on Triple M. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. The All Blacks 47 beat the Wallabies 29. Should have known it was going to happen when I read Fitzy's column in the Herald yesterday saying uh, they were full of old blokes and we were definitely going to win. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're not really full of old blokes. They're full of quality blokes. What a great team. And that's the thing that's very easy to underestimate when you're examining what happened to the Wallabies is that they are playing just a class unit. You know, there's no... Uh, you know, mistake that they've won for what is it, ten years ten since years. we've had our fingers on that bladder. Well, the hardest thing when you're an Australian, uh, when you're the Wallabies coach, you're always up against it because you mo- yeah. most of the time you're playing the All Blacks in the Springboks. So yeah. your percentage win loss ratio is always going to be reasonably low. Like dive. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Springboks beat Argentina seventy three thirteen, so they seem to have uh, been fairly good form. Not really counting what the quality of the Argentine uh, side is at the moment. Uh, but we have to now think about moving forward. The, if you want the Bledisloe Cup, and you and uh, Mackenzie, the coaches, said, well, they're not giving up on it. They go to New Zealand now uh, in just a few days, so they have to work out what they have to do. We can help them out along the way. Before we do that, though, this was uh, Australia's coach speaking after last night's game on Fox Sports. Bledisloe won. That's one in the Rugby Championship of 2013 is underway at ANZ Stadium in Sydney. Mono stepping. That's not exactly him speaking. That no. sounds more like uh, Greg Clark. Sounds like more I, like the start of the game. I think we're going to play the game. I could kind of play the game again, which is good. Cool. We might get a different result. <laughs> Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> I think we, we know the result, and uh, you, McKenzie, did speak after the game. There's yeah, certainly some cohesion bits and pieces there that were going on. Uh, a lot of guys playing together for the first time, but yeah, we played this level test match. You get a chance out there, you've got to make the most of it. You can't sort of go out there and say, "Oh, well, we need time to build." You've just got to get out there and make the most of it. And they don't have time to build, so what do they do, Timmy? Uh, I think they probably have to make a couple of changes. I wouldn't make um, any more than sort of two or three changes. There was a couple of guys. Hugh McMinniman was very quiet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like his aggression. I like the way he can play. But, um, you know, you and McKenzie would probably have to think, do you make some changes? or Do, do you give guys another chance, Berkey? When guys like Jesse Mogg, uh, do you give another, another opportunity to him? Or do you put James O'Connor at fullback? and then potentially maybe someone on the wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Tamur, I thought, was okay. He, he's, he was reasonably uh, attacking the advantage line, but uh, Quade Cooper came on and shifted a few passes and looked pretty sharp. So it be interesting to see what he does there, Berkey. The, the, I, I didn't mind Tamur in that 10 role. I mean, he the early parts of the game, he controlled it relatively well, and, and I, I did like how the, the big forwards got involved as well. They were sort of the ball carriers at the same time. 
Um, the difficulty was that they probably didn't attack the line as, as much as possible. They're quite deep at the same yeah. time. Uh, and the kicking game, which was really good for, for Brumbies and, and, their, and their set structures, was yeah. pretty ordinary last night. Um, mm. you, know, you call it pop guns. They, they weren't finding a lot of distance on their kicks. And, and it's, it's only small things, but they, they're yep. changeable throughout the week. So if you get that around your, uh, around your mind, but I, I, I certainly, I thought James O'Connor, as you mentioned Tony earlier, James O'Connor was better in the 15 role yeah. in that second half, whether he feels more comfortable there. It's hard, it's hard for, the, for, the, uh, for the Wallabies because uh, of the last 17 test matches, the Wallabies had only won two test matches. One was in Hong wow. Kong and one was in 2011 Suncorp Stadium, James Horwell's first game as captain. So two of the last 17 matches that Wallabies have won. So it's been – they're a wonderful side, the All Blacks. I mean, that's, we're always looking for answers about how you can make mm. changes or how, what can you do differently to try and beat the All Blacks. Sometimes a, a great side like that is, is you know, going to put you under so much pressure. I think before we get smashed about being too biased, uh, we are Australians. We did play. So we're, we're trying to get them to, I suppose, find a solution yeah. to this team. Because you're right, Timmy, as I said – uh, they are dominant. They are the best team in the world, and there has to be a way to figure out something to, to overcome these blokes. You mentioned Quade Cooper. It would be uh, interesting and tough for him, wouldn't it, to go back if he was to be recalled for this game, given that it was in New Zealand that it all started to fall apart for him, wasn't it? When he went there during the World yep. Cup, there were struggles going on. It would be a tough thing for him to jump back in there. I think he's matured a lot, though, yep. uh, off the field. I think he understands his um, responsibility on and off the field now with the Wallaby team. It's, it's more about the team. It's not about him, so he understands that. He got a few boos when he came on last night yep. from the New Zealanders in the crowd, so I think he understands that. Uh, he's, very, he's a very relaxed player, and I think he... His pass last night when he came on just added that bit more spark. I know the game was probably nearly gone when he came onto the field, but he just added a bit more spark. Tough, tough team man, though. He had, had, had a big laugh when uh, Tamua got hit in the head, <laughs> kicked with the, with the ball. Yeah, he was sitting on the bench at <laughs> yes. reserve. He was looking around for other mates to laugh with him. You know, it's fun. Come with me. It's a team game. Come with me. <laughs> well, I guess the key thing, and uh, it's how do you address that, is elimination of errors because there were a lot of a lot of turnovers and and presenting opportunities to a team. You just cannot present opportunities to. Well, I think it's uh, in the forwards that they really have to attack the breakdown and get a lot more dynamic at the breakdown. That's why I think we um, struggled in regards to it was our ball. The All Blacks came in and just really swamped us at the breakdown, mm. and Richard McCaw was great at it. All right. Well, James Horwell, uh, the skipper, uh, will be good enough to join us very shortly so we can uh, pick his brains. I uh, appreciate greatly that he does that after that loss last night. We'll speak to him next on The Ruck. You're listening to Triple M. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Feedback here. We were talking about changes that need to be made for the Wallabies before they take on the All Blacks once again next week. Uh, Israel Flout of Fullback. This is the Twitter feedback on, on what changes, uh, just from listeners, which is good. Uh, Israel Flout of Fullback is one suggestion. Uh, Joe Tamani to the wing. Um, Clyde Rathbone back into the side. Right. Yeah. And Triple O's, Triple M's own Gus Wallen, a terrific suggestion. He suggested replacing the All Blacks with Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, just. Cut. You don't need to worry about any other changes, probably. That's probably the, the key one. You That's do the that. Key change. You do that, and the Bledisloe Cup is ours. That Bledisloe Cup, is that a tougher thing to win? We haven't, as we said, our fingernails haven't been on it, apart from yours, Berkey, last mm. week when you mm. threw it around this very studio. Broke it. Yeah. <laughs> haven't been on that thing for a decade now, and uh, to the start, in terms of trying to grab it this year, uh, not so good. Is it a more difficult piece of silverware than, say, the World Cup? I wrote, uh, I wrote today in, in, in the Sun Herald about how difficult it is to win. Yes, you're, you're not going to give back your World Cup medal, Timmy, but you know, that's a different beast. It's, it's six games, get three pool matches, three games uh, against 
different opposition, obviously, and could be different styles of mm. play at the same time. Um, and if you, and if you win it, you're not necessarily the best team in the world at the time, as we've seen so many years. The All Blacks, you know, falling apart in, in World Cups. But I think the Bledisloe is, is is one of the hardest. You, you, it's about consistency against the best team in the world. And Timmy mentioned it before about playing New Zealand, South Africa, now Argentina in this rugby championship. So to get over them and to hold the cup, and then remember the old days, you would have played the old one-off game as well. Like yeah. if you don't win. Yeah, and, and one mistake can mean you know handing the cup back. So well, it's, it's also in, the, in those mid nineties where um, there was only two games. Two games. So if you were the holders of the cup, you only had to win one game so to get the Bledisloe Cup. Whereas in the back in the early nineties, it was three test matches all the way through, and you had to win obviously two test matches, and they were very very tough games. But the World Cup, yeah, it's it's difficult to win. But if you can win your, your the hardest game in your pool, and then you go as you said quarter semi final. Uh, nineteen ninety nine, we didn't play the All Blacks. No, um, you know, went right through. Obviously, played South Africa in the semi final. So, uh, and then the French in the final. So, the World Cup, yes, it's a unique cup and, and a tournament to win. But the Bledisloe Cup, uh, it's funny. You talked to people last night at the game about. I don't think many people knew it was the Rugby Championship. Yes, yeah. they know there's other games you've got to play, but it was yeah. all about the Bledisloe Cup. Yeah, there were two trophies there. One was the Rugby Championship. One was the Bledisloe Cup. But as the players ran out, they only looked at one. Mm. We were t- we've been talking on this show, uh, you know, I've been you know, a little bit down about Australia's performance on, on all sports levels, uh, and some of the listeners have happily tried to, you know, build us up with some of the things we are performing well in. But it's easy just to underestimate that all-black thing, isn't it? Because you, you say against the best in the world. There are times when you guys were involved with it where Australia were dominating the all-blacks, but they always jump back. To be the best in the world for such a long period is just, when you think about it, is a phenomenal effort. Well, they've got, they've got to be one of the best sporting teams in the world. Yeah. Uh, at least in the top 10, top 20, when you look at every single sporting yep. team around the world, whether it's ice hockey or it's NFL, um, they've been consistently very, very good for a long period of time. Yep. Remember, at 1990, uh, the third test match we played at Wellington, um, we, we won the game. And that, that stopped, I think, a 23 or 24 test run from the All Blacks winning streak. So they're a wonderful team. It's, the it's team. That, I was going to say, it's that consistency, though. Like, one yeah. player leaves, and you think he's going to be, you know, never replaceable, hole, irreplaceable, yeah. and then someone comes in bigger, stronger, faster. It's like, wow. Yeah. That's what Skipper James Hall faces when they take on the All Blacks next week in Wellington. He joins us next on The Ruck. A show about rugby put together by rugby players. Why not? Tim Moran, Matt Burke, Tony Squires. The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Yes, and we are talking on the back of the Wallabies' defeat by the All Blacks, 47-29 last night at ANZ Stadium. Uh, great pleasure now, though, to welcome to the show the skipper of the Wallabies, James Hall. G'day, James. Morning, guys. How are you going? Yeah, not bad. Look, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, obviously, the 29 points, that's a brilliant thing, but uh, 47, not so so great. Mistakes uh, was some, one of the things that killed you last night. How was the mood in the room once that game was finished? Oh look! Obviously, everyone was was very uh, very disappointed. Um, you know, we we feel that we could have done a lot of things better, and, and you know, we caused um, we heaped a lot of pressure and on ourselves by by as you said, making mistakes and not uh, not sticking to the way we wanted to play. Um, and you know, and gifted them field position and, and possession. And uh, you know, that's what they love. They love feeding off mistakes. So they're the best team in the world at it. So um, you know, we we need to clean up that sort of stuff and, and be better next week. Uh, James, Tim here. What, what did you and you and Mackenzie say to the team when you came off the field in the dressing shed when there was no one around? 
Oh, look, we just spoke about the things, you know, you know, the, the things that we, we did wrong, I guess, and, you know, that, that's not that big a, a step to, to fix them. You know, we sort of listed some of the things that, you know, as a group, we felt that we did wrong, and it wasn't just us saying that. There was the whole whole team, you know, obviously had points that we didn't do as well as we would have liked, and, you know, you know these sort of things aren't unfixable, and you know there's a week's a long time in footy, so we we tidy up our own backyard and, and fix a few things there. Then I think um, you know hopefully next week will be a different story. James, take away the the result, the new blokes that were uh, out there last night, the debutants. How did they enjoy the experience, so to speak? Oh yeah, obviously it would have been nice to win for for the for the debutants because obviously it's a, as you guys know it's a it's something you never forget the first time you get to to run on sing the national anthem and and you get obviously presented your cap in in the dressing rooms afterwards it's something uh, you don't forget and we we would have liked to uh, obviously get those five guys a, a nice memory for their for their first uh, first cap but you know you know the the guys at Cabon I think will, will have a big future in Test rugby going forward so you know we got next week to to build to and hopefully the you know the guys get a crack again next week to um, I guess right some wrongs yeah, on that point that's what you'd be hoping for I guess as skipper that there's not a week of radical change that the blokes who ran out there last night will get the opportunity to redeem themselves next week Oh look, I think you know we've got to have to assess how the how the game went and you know things that we can do and you know I know Ewan's big on picking a, a team to do a specific task and play a specific way and we'll uh, we'll have a better look at what the All Blacks did. They did some new things that they hadn't done in the the June International, so we'll um, we'll get a better idea of what they're doing uh, after watching the tape and and so forth. And you know we'll, we'll have a better idea of what the uh, the selections will be after that. James, what did you make of the new scrum engagement laws? Um, the feed into the scrum by the halfbacks, um, Aaron Smith and Will Guinea, were getting penalised all the time for incorrect feeds. Yeah, I, I thought it became fairly pedantic, and I hope it doesn't go further down in other test matches. But what did you make of the, the new laws? Oh, look, it was um, it was a bit of a teething process, I think, for everyone, including the referees. Obviously, you know, Craig hadn't uh, hadn't refereed under those new laws, so um, yeah, they're obviously. It's going to be very pedantic with the with the feed. I think they made that pretty clear. As long as that maintains throughout the um, the consistency throughout the whole competition, and if you look at across other games, hopefully it's the same there. But obviously they've been um, they've been told that that's something that they need to uh, you know target, and you know we've got to be aware of that. And overall, I think the scrum it, it really depowers the hit, obviously, and they're, they're not looking for any hit so to speak, and they just want a contest after the ball's in. So that's what we've got to build to and keep working on it. And I think. Everyone will be better for playing a game under under the new laws. James, on a scale of one to ten, how annoying is Richie McCaw? Uh, there he was once he had a break and uh, he came on, played most of the game, getting his hands in where they're not supposed to be. Uh, is, he, is the kind of player you're a little bit amazed by? Yeah, he's a he's a bit of a freak, isn't he? He's a he's a guy that always turns up, does the things, and I think and I've said before, I think the bit. The biggest thing about Richie is that he uh, has a, a positive effect on the guys around him. The guys that play, obviously, uh, in the All Blacks seem to lift the leg when he's on the field. So that's, uh, you know, that's, a, I guess, a measure of the, of the man that he is. I think, actually, Craig Joubert penalised him uh, early in the game. Didn't actually realise who he was. He hasn't played for so long. And then all of a sudden, was like, oh, sorry, Richie. Uh, I, I didn't quite realise that at the same time. Hey, uh, James, what about the boys uh, injury-wise? Everyone's uh, pulled up okay? <clears throat> Yeah, so far so good. Um, you know, guys obviously got a few bumps and bruises. It was, um, but nothing, nothing too major. So I don't think there's any uh, injury concerns that'll make anyone miss the uh, the next game. All right, mate. Uh, I realise it's tough on the morning after a loss, but thanks so much for being part of the show. Much appreciated.
Nice, guys. Thanks for having us. Hey, guys. Wallabies captain James Hall. Interesting to see that um, they go to camp now down in Melbourne. Yeah. For um, two or three days. So yep. just to try and break the, the camp up to move away from Sydney. They go to Melbourne for three days and then fly over, I think, on Thursday um, morning, I think, over to, to Wellington to try and ride it. Is there any problem at Wellington, given that there was some earthquake activity? Mm. What What's the latest there? Do you know? No, well, I think they have to assess the field and the stands so to make sure. Because it was a couple of um, aftershocks. But maybe if, it, if they can't play in Wellington itself. It would be too difficult to move it to, say, Auckland or to Dunedin because everyone who's flying in from around, well, not only Australia, but also New Zealand, maybe they just move it about an hour up the road at a local club ground. <laughs> like, Have you got one in mind? Or up a hut or something like hut. that, you know? Up, up a there. hut. Up a hut, yes, the second test at yeah. Upper Hut. Just standing room only. No stands. <laughs> Old school. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. This is The Rock. It's your Sunday rugby show on Triple M. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. Just wrapping up for a Sunday morning after the Wallabies defeated by the All Blacks last night at the ANZ Stadium in Sydney, 47-29. to 29. South Africa beat Argentina 73-13. to 13. Uh, the rugby championships, of course, Australia will get the opportunity to have a crack at Argentina at some point, which will be interesting. And South Africa, I guess we can't read much into that form just yet. Before we, we wrap it up, gentlemen, uh, you just arrived a bit angry today, Berkey. I don't know what it was. Uh, obviously, you know, you're a wallaby, so when you see the wallabies get beaten, mm. you, you get a bit, you know, cross. Uh, so you took it out on somebody. No, no, morning. I didn't take it out you on someone. You took it out on someone. No, 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 no. Well, I, I, was, I was driving to work this morning and... Mm. and Trying to be responsible, yes. sticking to the speed limit, and, that, and that's all I ask people to do: just do the yeah. speed limit. Yeah, right. just ride on the speed limit. Well, thereabouts, that's mm-hmm. okay. Okay. And uh, I had uh, one car behind me, about three feet from my uh, my rear bumper, right. which I didn't really appreciate. And no. I thought, you know, I'll, I'll, do I speed up a bit more? I said, I, I don't want to go, you know, over no. over the limit. No, especially while you're talking on your mobile phone, no, no. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and eating a sandwich, <laughs> having a coffee, making a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, how am I going to get it off? And as I explained to you this morning, uh, Tony, um, mm-hmm. and then we threw it at the Tim, and he yeah. knows exactly the same idea. So what I do you do, Timmy? Well, you don't put your foot on the brake. No. That's dangerous. dangerous. That's correct. Yeah, that yeah. could cause an accident. Mm-hmm. So it's really put the windscreen wipers on. A bit of, bit of water. <gasps> Just Over the top them. and yeah. onto them. Just yeah. spray them. That's very nice, and especially if they've got the uh, you know the plush car as well. Except for me, <laughs> see that's why yeah that's why I do uh, tailgate a little bit is because my windscreen wipers don't work. It washes, <laughs> the, so I have to water. I have to make sure there's no somebody, water in there. There's no water in there, so the person in front uses the water from their water on uh, my windscreen. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so next week, Timmy it is back on again in Wellington. We hope. Yeah, I think uh, you and Mackenzie will have to regroup with the Wallaby team, and um, you know James Hall, who we just had on the line before. Um, you know they'll have to. Um, regroup as a team, and uh, it, the All Blacks are beatable. But you know, as I said before, only two out of the last seventeen Test matches we've beaten them. So are they, they beatable have... by this team? Yes, they are. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, they have to. Ha- the All Blacks have to have a pretty ordinary night, and the Wallabies have to be sort of ten out of ten. So I mean, there were some good players. Michael Hooper was was solid. I thought uh, James O'Connor late in the game. Uh, Rob Simmons was outstanding yep. in the second row. So, yep. but they have got the talent there. Uh, maybe there might be one or two small changes. Um, but I think they're, they're a good opportunity. Uh, Wellington's a tough place to play, though. Yeah. Do you, you got any confidence about next week, Berkey? Last time we played in Wellington, we got beaten 43-6, I think it was, Tim. Um, right. I scored six points. So that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about you. Uh, isn't it's, uh, it's a difficult place to play, no doubt about it. And, and you know, but when you look back there, uh, you know, Eelsie kicked that goal. Um, yeah. they, they've, you played there in that 1990. Timmy, you mentioned before, the third test, so to break the run. So it can be done. And it's about... It's about self-confidence as well, and these guys have been dented last night, and they need to find it. And 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 I think that's the what perhaps you and Mackenzie brings to this team. Say, hey, 
pragmatic about the whole situation. Yes, we got dusted, but let's move on. There is another week. Okay, maintain the faith. That's happening next week, and we'll be back to wrap it all up on Sunday. See you then. Bye-bye.